Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode. Today's features Joe Burrow. You know Joe from Divide the Empire and his uh, podcast Crusher Cast. And uh, we had a lot of fun just catching up, but it's been a couple of years since we recorded together. So find him uh, June 18th at Diamond Music Hall as Divide the Empire returns to the stage, joining Inimical Drive over there at, uh, again, June 18th, Diamond Music Hall. It's going to be a fun one. And they got uh, all kinds of other stuff coming up. So uh, get involved, and you're going to hear all about it on today's show. I uh, do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located right here in St. Louis in the Maplewood area. Stop in and visit them. For some uh, wonderful beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, or anything to take care of that beard and mustache years. Uh, Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present a brand new beard oil blend. Come back, kid. Spring is upon us and the world is in rebirth. The pandemic seems to be winding down and life is beginning to resume. Try our brand new invigorating blend of lemon, peppermint, black pepper, rosemary, and lang lang. It's the perfect blend to bring us all back to life. Come back, kid. Now available at roughneckbeardcompany.com and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase of all your uh, favorite products over there. In June, Roughneck Beard Company celebrates eight years and uh, Father's Day is coming up. So maybe think about getting your dad or uh, the guys in your life some some wonderful Roughneck Beard Company products. Again, RPP15 during checkout for 15% off. And thank you to my friends over at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Uh, you can stop in and visit them for some, uh, some beers, some uh, burgers, nachos, pretzels, Flatbread pizzas, all kinds of tasty eats over there too. They've got all kinds of uh, great live music on the weekends. You can find their full menu of beer, food, and concert calendar at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And uh, come on out and enjoy some patio beers. It's uh, some perfect... Summer nights coming up, you know, it's a good uh, excuse to come on out there and enjoy some cold beverages and uh, have a great time at Friendship Brewing Company. And they recently announced that they are looking to expand and uh, they will soon be opening another location in the Hannibal area. So if you're out that way, great news. Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you, you know, I talk about all these people, uh, roughneck and uh, friendship, and these are not just uh, sponsors; they are friends of mine, and they, I believe, in the products. So, if you are in the St. Louis area, get out and support this local business. Uh, you can also support, like I said, through the websites. Just follow along on uh, Facebook and Instagram with both of them, and uh, it would mean the world to me so they keep this show going and uh so they are uh you know means a lot to me 
So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to them for helping keep it going. And uh, if you need anything else from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with my buddy, Joe Burrow. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Joe Burrow from Divide the Empire, and you're listening to the king of St. Louis media, Sugar Shane, for Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley.
Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with returning guest, Joe Burrow. Welcome back, man. What's happening, man? This is, I feel blessed. I'm at the, the Presley compound. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Super top secret. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad uh, my security let you uh, let you in. And, uh, <laughs> it was sketchy. <laughs> it was hard getting in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, this is, uh, this is really nice. I'm glad, uh, you are here. Uh, last time we talked, uh, on the show was over a camera. So over, over zoom during the pandemic. So yes. this is much nicer to, did we do, did we do mine? Since then, uh, yeah. Well, I was just saying for the for the pot for for, for, for rock paper. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We did, of course, we did a Crusher cast uh, a while back and uh, got to hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've seen each other, but uh, as, as far as this show wise, uh, yeah, last time we did it was like right at the beginning of the that's pandemic right. and stuff. Yeah, so that's right. Over two, a little over two years ago. Yeesh, way yeah. too long, man. Yeah, way too long. So, uh, which was a, it was a fun chat. Uh, yeah, always I think fun. I, I went back and I listened to that, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just kind of funny to. You know, you do enough of these, you kind of, it's kind of time stamps in history for me, like, uh, just, uh, and, um, you know, I think that was like the very first one I did during the pandemic. So that was kind of a, really, uh, yeah. And I think I I was, I even said something about it on the, on the show that it was like, uh, I was trying to, you know, navigate technology, Uh like trying to learn how to do it for myself. And I think I was doing Gabe's show. So I kind of, you know, I'd done Mm -hmm. some things like that, but I hadn't really done it for my own show yet. So, uh, But uh, anyway, but yeah, I'm glad that's kind of over now. They all they uh, having to do the Zoom podcast stuff, unless I choose to over because people can't make it here. So now, what do you feel like? Uh, like I did, like I, you and I had talked before, that there's just something different that happens oh, yeah. when you're in a room. With oh somebody. yeah, I mean that's just that's a, that's clear. Like there's you know you there's a certain energy created, and mm-hmm. like yeah, it's yep. just natural. Uh, to feed off of each other and stuff and not just to, you know, it's kind of gets lost over the, over the internet somewhere, but, right. but yeah, man, I'm, uh, anyway, I'm glad that, uh, we're here hanging out and we're getting talk. Uh, we got some brand new divide the empire on the way. Yes, yes, we got sir. a big old show happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a lot to catch up on now, which, uh, I guess we'll start with the band. I think that's probably a good place to, uh, okay. cause I think like, um, you know, obviously, been following you guys for years and we've mm-hmm. uh we've talked we've done a couple of different episodes with the band we've mm-hmm. done uh solo joe shows and we've uh, <laughs> <Eek>. <laughs> but, uh i think in that last episode you kind of uh you know you guys had put out some new music uh at that point and but you were you did seem kind of unclear the the future of the band you know you did you mm-hmm. were just like there was uh some saying you know you were saying some things like we we're going to do these three winters records mm-hmm. and see what happens and see what, if we decide to continue to be a band or not and things. And it just seemed like, uh, there was a lot of, uh, uncertainty in, in what you were saying. So, mm-hmm. uh, fast forward two years now, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's really nice to see that, uh, you guys are st- still rocking. We got a brand new tune. We got mm-hmm. a new video on the way and uh, mm-hmm. it just seems like everything, you got a big, like I said, a big show coming up. It's just nice to see you guys, uh, still doing it and still, yeah. uh, going strong. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <clears throat> things got sketchy from scary for everybody, you yeah. know, in COVID and sure. uh, there was no shows to do. And, uh, uh, everybody got weird. I yeah. lost a job and uh, started hiking and doing all kinds of weird hippie stuff, you know. And 
people were quarantining and uh, yeah, we just weren't sure, you know, uh, it, in essence, we weren't supposed to get together right. at our jam facility, you know, uh, because of mandates and stuff like that to not congregate and um, things got weird, but uh, we still snuck in and any chance we got, which it got to where we were maybe rehearsing, you know, once every two or three months, we'd get together for a night and you can't build anything on that really mm-hmm. you know you can have fun and hang with your guys you know um but we had a song disposition that we put together for the most part right before covid and then we were going to drop it and then covid hit and we were like okay so we just sat on it and uh, we put that out oh i don't know six months a year ago something like that just right. did a lyric video just to put it out and say hey we're still here and we're still alive but I'd say probably a year ago, everything just started lining back up again, and we were able to get back together. Uh, we usually rehearse every Friday night, and uh, we were able to get back together. And uh, this song that's getting ready to come out, The Clearing, it's one of those magic things happened again. We just got together, and a riff happened, and next thing you know, we're doing a six-minute jam. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, We all felt that spark again. And uh, we all kind of recommitted and, uh, you know, it's still sketchy. Lives are busy and, um, but we get together whenever we can. And then uh, it helps uh, heard from Joel and uh, the guys in Inimical wanted to uh, join them on that show on the 18th in June. And then that just lit the fire even further, you know, and uh, they're so, they're so good at promoting and uh, uh, they're passionate about what they do. You know what I mean? And uh, they do it the right way, I think. And uh, that got our juices flowing. And uh, we want to get back out there. Yeah. So this, uh, uh, so the clearing Mm -hmm. is the song. Mm -hmm. And that'll be uh, hitting your streaming services and all the other things. And a video coming soon, very soon. Very soon, Uh, within a few weeks. Yeah, so keep an eye. I'll be sure to get plugged in with uh, Divide the Empire on mm-hmm. your socials if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about, you said this is, you just kind of kind of came together like uh, in a jam, but uh, this is a, I mean, you gave me a little sneak peek. Uh, yeah. This is the first time hearing the song and then I saw a little rough of the video and uh, yeah. uh, so the the song sounds great. Let's start with, well, the, with the song. How, like, was this, uh, you just, uh, was this an idea, a riff you have been had around or is this something you, you literally just came out of that practice <laughs> um well we had the we had actually had another progression this this chord progression that i i kept playing uh doing some finger picking with it just trying different ways with it and we had a whole other song about half written and uh i took the same progression and just played it a little different and everybody started jamming to it but it completely different Mm -hmm. and they're like oh that other song i'm like it's the same song (laughs) you know and so then we built the clearing and uh, i think it was it was actually called overcomplicate overcomplicate to begin with because we were just overcomplicating it you know to where we went and uh uh it just kind of bubbled up and just started happening you know and uh i think the the say the first night that i played that progression in that certain way randy jumped in you heard how he sings it and he just jumped in right off the cuff and just started singing the way he sang and steven did like this air raid siren thing come in over the top of it on the on the synth and uh it just took off and keith jumped right in and it was just one of the magic moments where everybody knew exactly what they were supposed to do you know and uh 
that's that gives us the willies. We stand back and go, "Whoa, <laughs> right. what just happened there?" You know. So we're we're real proud of that one. Was Was there any like conscious effort to make it a longer jam on this one, or just that you felt so good, you just like this is- well, that's what. Uh, when Juan Ibanez, we sent it to him and asked him, you know, if he'd do the video for us. And, uh, he ended up, ended up, he's, he's going to edit, but he had Spencer Peck and, uh, Matt Wong film it and they did an amazing job. And, uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> for, I sent the song to him and he goes, really? Like almost a six minute yeah. song. And, uh, we're, we're, we're not trying to get like terrestrial. Sure. Airplay, which the old rule was three and a half to four minutes will yeah. get you terrestrial airplay. Yeah, don't, we're don't. like, screw it, man. It felt good, and we did these little slow jams, these halftime things in it, and uh, just let it be what it is, you know? There's a great uh, quote um, from uh, Bon Jovi. Uh, John Bon Jovi said, uh, don't bore us, get to the chorus or something. Right, and right. It was like, and that's just like, that's definitely like been – the model for a lot of pop and you mm-hmm. know radio friendly tunes because they you have to kind of hook them quick and stuff mm-hmm. but i love this kind of stuff i mean like i i, yeah. I like it all i like yeah. you know i like having those they all have serve a purpose but mm-hmm. i love a nice long uh jam song like this and uh mm-hmm. and it's just so it was fun to hear uh you guys i mean you guys aren't this isn't like the first time you guys done a, a longer like you have a couple of uh uh, longer songs we've now. got a couple that are right around five minutes and right. this we've got a little thunderstorm in there at the end of yeah. course the obligatory thunderstorm in there but uh um i think it comes in the full video will come in at like 550 yeah something like that but uh well yeah man uh the video is beautiful uh shot really well uh from from those guys spencer has been crushing it too like I, mm-hmm. i've i've uh you know i met him as a as an artist as a playing music and now and then i know i was kind of just following along his journey he picked up a camera and then like now he's just like it's just wild to see how far he's progressed in it already and it's like mm-hmm. it's it guys uh doing big things and it's really cool to see i don't, I don't know matt yet but i mean if, uh if he's a part of this like it, it really did a great job yeah. too because like it's some really uh neat shots there like is well done man so yeah. all i'd say 90 percent of the the behind the scenes photos that we've been sharing on the socials here lately. Um, those were Matt okay. running around. He was taking shots while Spencer was setting us up and filming and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, well, you were saying, uh, you shared a story on online about some of those pictures also about your, you wore, <laughs> uh, your dad's shirt. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and- yeah. Um, so I have an old work shirt of my father's and, uh, it, it just fits me weird and, and stuff like that. But uh, I keep it in my closet. My dad worked to work for I don't know how many years. I just remember he had like three shirts that he wore to work. And uh, um, this was one of them. And when he passed away or after he passed away, mom's like, you want any of these things? If not, I'm going to donate them, you know, some years after he passed. And I said, I want that one. And uh, I grabbed it. And it's just this weird little shirt. But uh we when we were shooting the video one of the one of the themes of the video was going to be where someone walks into this old building and looks into the different rooms and gets a snapshot of different memories that are in there so uh spencer the director he was telling us just bring clothes from that look like they're from different eras or stuff like that and i was just grabbing clothes and threw them in a bag you know and i'll just try stuff on when i get there 
And I got there and I tried on like, I had like three different shirts on before we got started. And I just looked over and I'm like, screw it. And uh, I put that one on at the beginning. And uh, after I got it on, man, it just, I, it just kind of hit me that I'm, I'm going to honor him, you know? And uh, so I will, for whole first half of the video or the shoot, Anyways, it's blended throughout the whole video, but uh, the day shoot, I guess you'd say, uh, I was wearing that shirt, and uh, it, it 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 felt good, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. To uh, nobody else knew it. it. It's not stylish. It doesn't look good. You know what I mean. Nobody's gonna say, "Hey, that looks he looks great," mm -hmm. you know. And uh, but it's not what it's about. Uh, you know, it was just something I could do for him. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it is um, you know interesting how like a shirt or what, you know, whatever it is, but there's, mm -hmm. there's, when you think of, when you have these memories, uh, of somebody like you, what your mind starts painting the picture of like what, you know, what you are, what the, as soon as you start thinking about them, you think, oh, well, that's the, they're in mm -hmm. that shirt or they're in, mm -hmm. you know, this, uh, whatever that, you know, that, uh, so it's just, uh, those memories that are associated with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely something that's kind of, feels like they're a part of you uh still even uh you know through that and stuff now that you still have that shirt and things so yeah it's hung in my closet for well he died no one and you know it's been in my closet since then and uh you know every once in a while i get it out and look at it put it on roll the sleeves up like he did yeah. you know with his mar or his uh winston cigarettes in there sure. and uh, i can just see him standing by the barbecue pit with it you know what i mean yeah listen to cardinals and cracking jokes and stuff so so yeah it was a cool thing and ended up it wasn't planned but it ended up really meaning something to me after the fact when i look back on it and it's something that'll honor him that that'll be out there forever for, you know honoring yeah. him you know yeah man very cool yeah. uh yeah that um uh yeah like i said just uh that's how a lot of how i like to treat this show too and like you know um just preserving memories and mm -hmm. stuff you know these mm -hmm. conversations and everything else uh, so it's just you have that in the video now to live on mm -hmm. forever too and you yeah. know, the pictures and stuff so yeah. uh well, i just thought that was cool i, I really uh, was moved by your story and uh, I, i'm uh i don't know i really uh i i kind of i don't know how if it was if it was always uh that way with, with with you and your dad if you but like i don't know we me and my dad we've we've been uh going through some things it's been difficult mm -hmm. the last uh several years and mm -hmm. uh unfortunately we don't really talk anymore so i don't and i've been and something i wish uh was different and i wish mm -hmm. I, uh, we could fix and yeah. uh i don't know so it's really it's uh so when i see things like uh like that you know just like i don't know it really kind of hits me that i don't have that kind of relationship with my my dad so yeah well my dad and my relationship you know i mean i was like as we've talked in other conversations you and i <clears throat> i i was not a model son you know what i mean and he spent a lot of time bailing me out of jail and uh you know just trying to teach me this you know to stay on the straight and narrow and stuff and i didn't want to mm -hmm. so we butted heads a lot and uh uh he got sick with cancer uh somewhere around 2000 might've been 99, something like that, you know? And, uh, uh, it was this weird thing where we made amends with each other and we found a new footing. And, uh, but then the sicker he got, the crabbier he got, you know, and the more angry he got, which anybody would, you know, mm -hmm. to some degree. And, uh, so it was rough even at the end, but you know, after, after they're gone, all that's left, it seems like are them 
them good memories, or at least in my my experience, anyways. Right. You know, so yeah, it gets rough sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've been I've been trying to figure it all out. It's uh, you know, you I try I've tried to repair it, and then we go right back to where we were, mm-hmm. and it's just like. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, rough. It's really man. hard, man. It's yeah. just like a friend of mine. Oops. A friend of mine, my, uh, well, actually, a mentor of mine, he, uh, he says in every situation, you got three choices. You can, uh, accept it the way that it is, adapt to it. And if you can't do either of those, you need to remove yourself from it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah that's kind of where, where, where we've been at. Like, uh, both me and my brother, both uh, we both, kind of, you know, it just seems like it's easier this way than yeah than the the pain and stress and frustrations and everything else that come with uh, trying to you know make things different. But. Yeah, yes, it's people get caught up on the family aspect sometimes. You know, I think that's just my opinion that right. you know we can't choose our family, but sometimes. Uh, you know, we got to treat it. They're, they're still people. We got to mm-hmm. treat them. You know, if a friend did, treated me a certain way, I'd just say, I'm sorry, but, you know, we're going to have to part ways from right. here, you know, and sometimes we got to do that with family. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Families can be difficult sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, can't pick them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, we went deep again, yeah, Shane. Nice. We do it every time, All right? Buddy. It's okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I think we're both, I think me and you, I mean, obviously we've, we've had the conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we, me and you are very, uh, similar in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we're both, uh, you know, pretty sensitive guys down deep. Uh, you know, even even though we, (laughs) (laughs) even though we, uh, might put on these, uh, these fronts sometimes, but, uh, our badass gangster fronts. But uh, I don't. I think uh, you know you're good at it. You're good at talking about it. Uh, you know, obviously, um, with your time with uh, doing Crusher Cast, getting mm-hmm. getting deep with some people and some of their stories and things, mm-hmm. and uh, so it just ha- it's kind of natural. Um, yeah, you know, it just happens. But you, uh, what what's up with the show, man? You, uh, you I know we talked and you kind of put a, a pause on that for the pandemic stuff and all that too and uh and things and we we did uh we did some but uh mm-hmm. is that uh is that you gonna get, get back into recording some more here again yeah um crusher cast is still a love and a passion of mine it's just i don't have the if i'm gonna do it i, I want to do it right and uh otherwise you know otherwise i'm just another yeah. podcast you know what i mean and uh I think because of the the nature of what we're talking about and, uh, you know, we're digging into people's pasts and people are trusting me enough to get honest with me that I owe it to them and my audience to <clears throat> put the time in, you know what I mean, and make the best product that I can out of it. And uh, I'm just not capable of doing that. I went back to work uh, well, a little over a year ago and, uh, you know, working a lot of overtime and stuff like that. And. I worked out a deal with a guy. I just, I have time to do the podcast. I just don't have time to do all the, the editing and the post-production on them Mm -hmm. um, that I, you know, make it look the way and sound the way that I want it. And uh, hooked up with a guy and he's like, man, I'll do all your production. 
you know, the whole shooting match. And uh, so I gave him a full, I've got a full episode. I've got two full episodes just sitting uh, that need to be edited and all the production done to them. And uh, I gave him one of them and I said, just get that done, take your time. And here's the things I want done to it. And then he just ghosted me and I never mm. heard back. So I'm like, you know what? This is just the universe telling me now I'm trying to push it, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I hope at some point, uh, I, I just trust that everything will line back up, you know, um, to where, uh, like when I was talking to you before I started, you know, you told me one of the main things is consistency and I wasn't able to provide that. And that bums me out, you know? And, uh, so I think the best way to address that is just put pause, mm -hmm. press pause on it until I can get back to it. Right. But, uh, I'm getting back to it. You Thanks, know? Man. Yeah. I'm gonna hold you accountable. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I, uh, so I've been trying to, uh, you know, it's just like you're saying, it's sometimes real life gets in the way, you know, we don't have the, uh, producers and engineers and interns. Yeah. We don't have, you know, like, like mm -hmm. Joe Rogan and everybody, you know, right. whatever. So, uh, sometimes we are working, uh, for mm -hmm. our 40 plus and we, uh, we don't have the time, uh, to sit and do all of it as much as we like. And, uh, there's been times where sometimes I am have, I'm able to do more. Sometimes I don't do anything. And, yeah. uh, it's just like, when I feel I do want to continue to put out a, a solid product mm -hmm. and consistent. And, but yeah, there's times where it doesn't always happen as yeah. according to plan and things. And, uh, but, um, Every single episode I ever did had some kind of blow up oh, yeah. behind the scenes that sure. nobody knew about, yeah. you know. Um, but the, one of the, it wasn't like I just said, okay, I don't have the time anymore. I had, uh, I had a couple guests that I was really excited about that were like next level stuff. And I, w I don't even know how, you know, and they committed and everything. And then they just stopped answering messages and stuff like that. And I'm like, really? So I got frustrated. I think I talked to you a little bit about it and talked to some other podcast friends and, uh, they say it happens. Yeah. And then that thing with the producer happened and I was like, you know what? It's, I'm getting too frustrated. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. I just stepped back. Yeah. I, I often, uh, say like, <clears throat> there's definitely been those, those certain guests that I've, you know, I'm, I'm hit eight years of doing the show now mm -hmm. in May. And, uh, you know, there's been guests I've been trying to get on the show since beginning and it still hasn't happened. Uh -huh. And, you know, so it's not like I'm constantly, you know, knocking on the door asking, but right. it's like occasionally I'll float it out there and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but part of it, uh, just the way I work is it just, uh, fuels me even more to where like pushes me to like, uh, work harder and to mm -hmm. where, like I get the show bigger and, and the where like they're at, and then they're wondering why they haven't done it kind of thing. Like, you know, it's like, uh, you so. are the king of St. Louis media, <laughs> right. but I, I, that's like, I just want to, you know, either prove them wrong or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you know, that's that, yeah. kind, that kind of mentality. So, yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, fine. You don't want to be on the show. That's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But don't tell me you do. Whatever. Sure. That's fine. Down the road, you'll be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> can I still come on your yeah. show? You know? But then, uh, and then also, and then, uh, just like as I said earlier too, like 
yeah, as much as we got stuff that everybody else got stuff too. Yeah. So it's like, I understand, yeah. I'm not, I don't knock anybody that I just, but you know, like, cause there's been a bunch of them I've had to reschedule and I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like we, even this one, we've had to reschedule yeah. to, to, but I, I do try to get back to it and like make it all come together in, in a timely fashion. But yeah, but uh, to ghost, right, that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of dirty not, pool. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? I'm I not being a victim, but yeah. that's kind of like, come on, man, shoot me a message sure. and say, you know, say, yeah. no, I don't want to do it or yeah. something, you know. I but agree. It is what it is. Uh, well, hopefully we'll get back at it here uh, soon and uh, mm-hmm. some new Crusher cast yeah. and uh, uh, the old episodes are still out there, right? So yep. you can yep. uh, you can you can go revisit uh, my appearance on there. Or yes. uh, uh, I think yours is uh, yours and Jesse Canoy are my two big hitters. Yeah. You know, everybody was great though. All of them were amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, Jesse and uh, Dave just got married though. Yeah. It was, uh, it was exciting to yeah. see them uh, making it official. Yeah. Good. They have receptions this weekend. Yeah. Think. Yeah. So, uh, big shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, big they, love. Yeah. And Congratulations. I, just, I saw they just did a cool thing too with the. Uh, mental health awareness uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing and uh, tattoo at the tattoo shop and I thought that was really that was yesterday yeah right? yeah Dave yeah. posted a little video and you know packed house and parking lot full and stuff I was like it was nice to see the yeah, people I think that up. was uh, originally Kyle Green's idea yeah oh Kyle yeah so I just uh, it's, I don't know it just makes me uh, really happy and proud to uh, uh, you know see my friends doing cool shit like that yeah. so it's like yeah, it's uh, awesome yeah so it felt yeah. good to see how much he uh, they continue to support the community and stuff so yeah, yeah. awesome people yeah um, well uh, we mentioned it uh, and uh, divide the Empire returns to the stage June 18th. Diamond Music Call. Yes, sir. Uh, kicking off your your summer jams mm-hmm. uh, with a big old show over there. Uh, you got uh, Inimical Drive. You got yep. Divide the Empire. You got Lydia's Castle uh-huh. uh, and uh, the, the Wild, Wild and Free. Free. And DJ go. Patrico is going to do a, an hour-long dance set after Inimical. And uh, you got the uh, uh, Learn from KC. Learn hosting, from KC. Hosting yep, the show. going to host it. And it's sponsored by uh, Ink Spot that we were just talking about and Troy. Uh, our family out there, and I believe, believe Suede Dispensary as well yep. is in on that somehow. So, so be yeah. a big night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you haven't been out to Diamond yet, it's a great room, big old mm-hmm. stage, and uh, plenty of dance room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come out and have a good time with us. Uh, and tickets available right now at eventbrite.com. Mm-hmm.
Uh, we're gonna open the show up yeah that night so you guys haven't been on a stage in a while though right? two years yeah. but our lab we did a birthday party with a nemical uh tabby robbie calories lady yeah uh we did a birthday party a secret birthday party for her right. during covid we we weren't supposed to gather but we did a little party and uh, those guys are fun and i, I just got to say something though you know about that show uh, stuff that a lot of fans don't know about. Uh, but uh, I just want to give a shout out to Joel and the guys because uh, we did a, a pre-show get together at Diamond Music Hall a couple weekends ago. And uh, <clears throat> in a lot of cases, what happens is as far as lights and sound, and, you know, especially the light show and stuff like that, uh, your headliner is going to get full production, what they call full production. And then your opening acts are going to get differing degrees of that. So like, you know, your opening act might get just a, a light bulb turned on, <laughs> you know, on them. And then as you get deeper into the night, there's a little more production. Uh, you know, I just can't say enough for Joel and the guys because they're giving every band that night full production, full sound, full lights, you know, full production of the video screen and all that stuff. So, and that's rare and that's, that's love, you know, that's that's confidence in what you're doing. So just big shout out to them guys for that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh some of the best for sure. They're good good real good guys and yeah. uh always have a lot of fun hanging with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which I, I like uh this this kind of trend that's been happening uh uh you know, not not at, not everywhere, but uh I feel like there's definitely in among especially in the rock community uh that we have here. Um but this like pre-show hang, you know, mm-hmm. it's like every, a lot of, uh, I know I've been a part of a couple of them and mm-hmm. it's just, uh, feels good, you know, just to kind of ha- get everybody together on a night. That's not the show night just to, you know, hang out and, yeah. you know, 
because we're all, you know, going everywhere every, all the time. So it's nice so you can just sit down and actually have a beverage or snack and then have hang out with them and stuff. And because the sh- day of show, we don't hardly ever get to really hang. It's always no. it's a lot of running. And yeah. so, um, but anyway, it's just like, uh, it's nice to see those things. But I think we, it was at uh, the last, I guess last summer when Inimical played Diamond, we did one. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to participate in that show. And so I think I joined the meeting at, uh, I think we, you guys got together at Shamrocks, I think, or something, didn't you? Uh, we no, I think that I think the meeting was actually at like a uh, show me's or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no distraction. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so, uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just uh, so it's just interesting to get to spend some time with those guys in mm-hmm. the, in that capacity and just uh, you know a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, so. <laughs> a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, anyway, it's just like, I think that's really good. Build the community up. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is like, it's, you know, it's more than just a show. Mm-hmm. Let's make friends and family. Let's all have fun together and, mm-hmm. and throw in big, bad, badass rock and roll show. Yeah. And, and big shout out to Topher and Johnny at, at Diamond Music Hall, because, uh, from what I understand, I may be wrong and I may be talking shit here, but, uh, I believe they, t- they gave, they could have had a national act in on that night and uh they loved and trusted joel and them enough to go ahead and give them that night instead and uh so big shout out to them for that yeah. uh, you know them investing in the original scene rock scene in the area you know so yeah. big kudos yeah yeah they, it's nice to see them uh supporting the way they are so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so come on out uh get their uh, early and enjoy the whole show and uh and uh have a good time bring some uh i'm sure i know divide the empire has got some new merch uh we're gonna have a, a new dte shirt maybe or uh, uh, i think or, we're going with an old classic old one classic, that's yeah. sold out really quick all so right. i think there'll be some outlaw biker shirts all right nice. on hand yeah. you know we've already been through two or three batches of those yeah you can't keep them yeah so it's classic for sure it is mm-hmm. for sure uh and uh but yeah man i'm excited that you guys are back uh up there and um getting like i said getting to hopefully hear uh some maybe uh we'll get well we'll hear the clearing right we'll hear yeah. that uh, yeah, and, you'll hear the clearing and uh it's all let's see we're gonna open with a classic uh, an old classic of ours and then uh you'll hear a few of you know the ones that everybody knows along the way but you're gonna hear a lot of brand new yeah you know, stuff that we've been releasing over the last three years, just as singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're done, we've got, after the clearing, we've got one more song, and then Three Winters Volume 3 will be done, and then the full Three Winters uh, trilogy, if you will, yeah. will be complete, and then we'll move on to something else, you know, and uh, kind of figure out what we're going to do from there. Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, and keep an eye out for that video. Again, uh, click subscribe on YouTube and stuff, uh, but... Uh, with you know Juan and Spencer mm-hmm. are involved, you know it's going to be good, and yeah. uh, so they. Uh, I'm excited to see the final cut of it all. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, yeah, but yeah, it looks cool, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I thought this would be fun to you know, being that we uh, get to catch up a little bit. I thought it'd be. Um, I know we uh, occasionally uh, will share some different music mm-hmm. online, and uh, I know you've been big on um it's like different things like jason isbel and stuff yeah. and like you've been kind of getting into more of some of that stuff and mm-hmm. um 
So, uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about some, maybe what some of you've been listening to. What's, uh, what's been current on, uh, Joe's, uh, playlist recently and things, and maybe, maybe some other stuff that, uh, uh, along the way. But is there, uh, you, you have any, uh, current, uh, favorites that uh, really have been, been speaking to you? Man, it's, um, I heard Jason Isbell. You know, years, some years back, you know, and uh, with drive by truckers and whatever, you know, and I just kind of, I never really paid attention, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it, it all kind of started with Tyler Childers and uh, a guy at work, there's a country dude at work, shout out to Magoo. Uh, dude, he don't care. He'll listen to whatever he wants. And it's usually, you know, some Tyler Childers or something like that, you know, and uh, I kept hearing this song and I'm like, it's catchy. I don't really dig it, but it's catchy. And the next thing you know, I'm like, man, I love this song. And then I began listening to what he's talking about. And uh, it's all honest shit that you can't write about unless you've experienced it. You right. know what I mean? Uh, Nose of the Grindstone right. and some of those songs. And uh, I just kind of I went down this slippery slope. Next thing you know, I'm 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 listening to Johnny Moreland a lot and. Uh, uh, Jason Isbell, of, of course, the way, you know, telling a story, um, you know, people can call it country or call it whatever they want, but it's it's just honest music. Right. You know what I mean? They're talking about experiences that, you know, s- some of that shit like Elephant and some of these songs that you can't write unless you've experienced those things, you know, because there's little subtle things that they're talking about that, you know, unless you know, you know, uh some of this Johnny Moreland stuff. Um, but what's weird is I started, uh, I think uh, you and I have talked about it. I, <clears throat> I'm i collecting, I've been writing for years, you know, trying to write a book, just collecting ideas. And I'll listen to Jason Isbell and listen to some of these other guys and stuff, and it makes me want to go home and write, you know, not music, write, you know, stories yeah. for my life and stuff like that. But with their honesty, you know what I mean? Hold it up against their honesty, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, those are, those are definitely some of the guys to be inspired by because they – I feel like uh, our generations, like, you know, those those are going to be the guys that were remembered like like your John Prines and your mm-hmm. – you know, whatever, all the, you know, they're the, they're going to be the greats that we, we talk about for years. Mm-hmm. Cause like those guys are just so good. Yeah. Ch- Childers was one of uh, acquired taste for me. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> at first I, I remember hearing his name and I remember, uh, like giving it a listen. And the first, uh, I think he was supposed to play, uh, I think he played Blueberry Hill mm-hmm. and, and then like, uh, he was like right on his way up at that point. And then like, and, and then I think he, a couple months later he booked Delmar Hall and then uh, that's when everything, that's when it mm-hmm. hit. And like, and he sold out Delmar Hall, they bumped it up to the pageant and mm-hmm. like I caught him at the pageant and stuff. But so I think, uh, anyway, in that early stuff, I started like listening and I was like, I don't know, just something about his voice kind of like bothered me. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of, uh, a whiny scratch. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But so it was just like, I just. Didn't really do it for me. But then I, I, I kind of revisited. Everybody kept talking about this children's guy. And I was like, all right. So I revisited and I was like, maybe I'm missing something here. And I really started diving into the lyric content. And mm-hmm. like, and that's what hooked me. Like, I mean, like this guy, like you're saying, is like an incredible storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so definitely uh, 
took me a, a minute to to grow on me, but I'm yeah. I'm really glad I like. I mean, he's one of my absolute favorites now and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but see, I have a caveat with him though, is that I like just him and a guitar. Oh yeah, right. like the what is it vinyl LP, the EP or whatever vinyl sessions or whatever. Yeah. It's called. Oh yeah, it's just the three sure. songs and uh, just him and a guitar. Yeah. You can hear him clapping yeah. the beginning and had to start over and. Uh, yep. Even that, there's an honesty in the production of that that, yeah. that really. That's some of my favorite stuff too. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. But when he gets the full band, he kind of loses me. It gets a little too chicken picking, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, Virgie uh, was one that oh, like is, it wrecks me, man. Like it's uh, uh, especially as when uh, I was going through a lot of stuff with with mom being sick. Like uh-huh. that song, uh, it's like one that like found me, and I don't know. I, f- I do feel like they find you sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you. You hear the right song right when you need it, and or it tells your story or whatever it is, and that's the one that like I really it's saying what you can't. Yeah, you don't know how to put right. it into words. Yeah, and uh, it was like uh, you know, there's there's so much I in those lines uh, that he uh, really felt resonated with my mom's story and mm-hmm. what what was going on at the time and stuff. So it sounds weird because it's it's almost an upbeat song musically, but what he's singing about is really a sad. Yeah. Telling a sad story. Yeah. Kind of a sad story. But it was weird. I remember when I shared that, when I discovered that song and I shared it on, on, uh, I think Facebook or something like that. And immediately you messaged me and you you were like, man, that song really hits me. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember, uh, I got a call. I got a call one night, uh, that, uh, they were like, this, this could be it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you need to get here. And that song came on, and like as I was mm-hmm. like going down the highway, not like I'd already heard it before, but it came on, and uh, again, like, and I was like, I'm just like speeding down the highway oh, with tears in my yeah, eyes, and I'm just like, oh shit, and, like, so it was just like a uh, weird how like that song's kind of uh, been as much of a part of my life uh, the last couple of years. So yeah, well, there's a there's a line in uh, I can't remember which Johnny Moreland song it is, but. Uh, that stuff just hits me between the eyes all the time, you know, and and he's, and that stuff. But, he, uh, John, so he's like, uh, so some uh, Isabel's one like a great storyteller, like uh-huh. Live Oak or uh, Elephant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these are incredible stories in three, four minutes. Yeah, and uh, and then like Moreland's like has these lines that'll just wreck you like it it's yeah. like and there's a there's a line and uh you probably know which one it is and i'm uh, there's two that i'm thinking of and i just can't remember which one it is but uh it's a i'm the kind of love that's hard to look at every time he says that line man it just splits me open yeah. every time i hear that line but i wouldn't say he's like a story like they're not like nothing uh really in his songs like go like truly go together mm-hmm. but he has these like just perfect lines of like, and I'm like, man, how did you like come up with something like that? I'm like, yeah. Um, now see but, with him, I got a caveat with yeah. him too. I can't sit and just listen to Johnny Moreland, yeah. but I got him in a playlist where, cause sure. he's, it's a lot of the same, Yeah, but each one is just a gem in its oh, own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, he's got lines that are a little wreck. That, uh, what's crazy is like, so I got hooked on both those guys about the same time. Cause they actually put their records out the same day. The, mm. uh, um, Jason's, uh, Southeastern and uh-huh. John Moreland's, uh, uh, in the throws both came uh-huh. out the same day. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think some other, some other really good, like big out, like some of they so they kind of dubbed it, uh, 
Americana Christmas or something like that kind of thing. You know, it's like in the middle of July, I think, yeah. though. But it was just funny that uh, these two incredible records came out the same exact day. And yeah. and I remember, like, they were both on heavy rotation. I mean, they still are. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I had them on my iPod at the time and when they came out. And uh, so, but... Yeah, it's just uh, interesting that they both came out at the same time, and then yeah. like, and, and then John's you know toured with Jason and stuff, mm-hmm. and they so they're always very linked together. Right. Uh, and then uh, yeah, John Moreland's coming to town, uh, playing Open Highway Music Festival nice. uh, here in in July. So I'm excited, to, and he's got a new record on the way. So so that July is going to be a, a huge month because I'd like to see Moreland. Uh, I think Tadeshi Trucks is going to be here in July. In St. Louis, and I've never seen them. Yeah, I've right? never, never seen yeah. them either. And uh, I can't wait. I think they're at the Fox. Maybe we, maybe we should go. Hey, maybe we should. Yeah. Take and then uh, my boys live in, or I almost said in Living Color, but Living Color is going to be open yeah. for El Monstero. Yeah. And then the next night, I'm going to go see the Colt and uh, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle. Oh, I'm yeah. stoked. Yeah. July is going to be crazy. Yeah, man. Everybody's out there uh, hitting it hard now. Yeah. That apparently they've been uh, cooped up for two years and ready to ready to party now. Yeah, Jane's addiction too. I can't remember who they said they were touring with. Smashing pumpkins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather see Jane's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't catch. Uh, so I'm not really like big on either band, so I didn't really care. But they were both on Howard Stern the other day. Uh, oh yeah, to, I, saw, to, I saw the video floating around yeah, and, together. So I was like, yeah. but I do think it's kind of an interesting. Uh, tour the two of them uh but yeah i'm not real big on either band right what's if i'm gonna ask you a question now if i got a hold of that phone right there and i got into your playlist what would you what what do you got on there that you'd be embarrassed for somebody else to see uh i don't think i I don't know that i would be embarrassed uh because there's a really a lot of dumb stuff on there like uh (laughs) but i don't know that i would be embarrassed to get lost in the forest of uh uh-oh i mean (laughs) <laughs> it's because it's funny like some, some of it some of it i listen to uh ironically i think and then I'll, but then i find myself listening to it a lot of times ironically so then i'm like maybe i just like this song you know so, <laughs> right so uh you know that kind of stuff there's a definitely a, uh uh i don't know uh i pulled up some weird stuff the other day uh so, some I discovered there's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch have a, a song that, uh, well, I, I've always known like Good Vibrations right. and that was the big hit and thing. Right. But then I just recently learned that they had a song that they also, uh, so uh, A Tribe Called Quest <laughs> did uh, Can I Kick It mm-hmm. to that uh, Take a Walk on the Wild Side, right, right. you know, groove and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Velvet Underground. Yeah. Uh, well, or I know Lou Reed. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lou Reed. Yeah. And then... Uh, well, so I learned like right around that same time, Mark Wahlberg cut a song using that same as that uh, uh, beat and it put out a funky bunch song. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I just thought it was really odd. I'm like, why are you going to try to compete with Tribe Called Quest? Like, that was, and uh-huh. like, you know, it's like. It but was, they were probably in different studios. Just yeah. it just so happened they stumbled on that right. one probably it, at the same time. Yeah, it wasn't like a co- it wasn't a cover, but it was they both came out like a year apart or something oh, okay. like that, and it was exactly the same beat. And I mean, yeah. I was just like I was waiting for I was listening and I was like waiting for it to like do something different, but no, nope, it, 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 it was exactly the same. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was just like, well, there was a prior reason why that song didn't pop like uh, like uh, can I kick it though? Right, it right. <laughs> wasn't nearly as cool. So yeah. 
but I don't know. There's weird stuff like that I find, and like I go, I get, a, I go through some weird, uh, like you know, uh, deep dives into just yeah. you know digging up old stuff, and um, yeah. I don't know. So yesterday's was uh, wasn't really like embarrassing by any, but like I learned uh, Scarface from the Ghetto Boys uh-huh. is coming to town, and so I went through uh, like a long. Uh, binge through a bunch of his stuff and just uh-huh. listening to a bunch of Ghetto Boys and Scarface. Ghetto Boys, uh, yeah. yeah. I had one of their cassettes back in the day, and I used to. I had. I think I had an '84 Escort with a big old speaker box in the back seat. Yeah. And uh, uh, which one was it? My mind's playing tricks on me. Oh, yeah. I think is the one I was sure back in the day. Ghetto Boys went trick or treat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, uh, there's some good stuff. I don't know. Uh, so. Uh, I love a lot of that, like, you know, gangster uh-huh. rap stuff. I don't know, like, especially, like, early, you know, a lot of Ice Cube and all, you know, just yeah. all that era of 90s uh, hip-hop and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, they, uh, uh, well, and I think it's a lot of the same same kind of thing that we're saying uh, about, uh, you know, Jason and... Mm-hmm. John Moreland and these guys, it's there is the truth. You know, they speak mm-hmm. these are storytellers and these guys, even though it's to a hip hop beat and stuff, but there's mm-hmm. a there's an honesty to it all. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, these are guys are you know, I not telling my story, but it's something I as I did, can relate to what mm-hmm. that they're telling their story and stuff. So there's a lot of it and I feel like Scarface is putting down what he lived through and stuff. And, yeah. And well so. that's like <clears throat> I went through the whole punk phase back in high school and stuff like that you know the black flags and the and the dead kennedys and uh you know dri and stuff went before they switch they crossed over and stuff like that and uh there's just an that's honestly how those people felt yeah you know what i mean and there's it doesn't matter how good you were or how how good it sounded even you know what i mean it was about it expressing yourself you know and that's that's where i was at the time you know and i can still i still got some black flag and dead kennedys and stuff on my uh on my my gym playlist yeah. and shit you know but uh it's honest yeah you know? i uh probably the most like embarrassing stuff i think i could probably could think of is like uh which again i'm still not ashamed of it or anything but um i'm for whatever reason i really get into like um it's like swedish pop stuff from the night come on like uh like abba not like it but like uh like um uh rock set okay and uh um uh blink on the damn name now uh ace of base ace uh, of base yeah, okay yeah um so i don't know those songs they're i mean they're good songs they're catchy like uh i don't know a lot of that era of like 90s mm-hmm. pop stuff like uh savage garden you know they're not i don't think they're uh-huh. swedish but but you know that that whole era of like uh there's just a, like a lot of songs that get stuck in my head and mm-hmm. i'll repeat so yeah. Um, yeah mine's the yacht rock yeah i went through a phase not too long ago man i was daryl hall and john oh, yeah. oates and toto and all that stuff and margarita song and I don't sure. know. You know, I'd, I'd called it bullshit for so long yeah. that I finally went back and listened. I'm like, it, it sounds great. Yeah, there's, some, there's definitely, uh, I've uh, pulled up a Yacht Rock playlist a while back and I w- went down that mm-hmm. down that path too for Christopher a while. Christopher Cross, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I like, uh, uh, what's that, uh, Brandy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Looking Glass. Uh-huh. Uh, 
you know, stuff like most of them are one hit wonders, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, the Holland Oats, you know, some of the old Holland Oats stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, which, uh, yeah, those guys are definitely have a bunch of great tunes that you yeah. forget about when you start listening. They're like, Oh man, yeah. Forgot I want this one. This right. Right. It's baby making. Yeah. Music, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got, a. <clears throat> I think I got two, uh, two pop country, like ballady songs. I don't even know what, I can't remember what the guy's name is now that, uh, uh, a friend sent me and uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to that. I don't want to listen to that. And then I, next thing you know, man, it's in my my chill playlist, you yeah. know, and I listen to it all the time. And uh, what the guys, I can't remember the Kane Brown or something um, like that. There's yeah. the song by him, I can't remember which one it uh, it is, but uh, I try to act like I don't like it, <laughs> but it's a cool song, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really know much about him, uh, <clears throat> I know the name, and but. That's how I yeah, was, but right. Uh, and I didn't run out and buy his record or anything. Right. But that song, it comes on, and I'm jamming. Sure, to it. I dig it. You know, there's a little, and that's like I think that's with anything. Like, uh, there's a reason I'll listen to a lot of stuff like that, and like trying to figure out why this is a popular. You know, yeah. it's like, and, and I can recognize, like, yeah, this is, there's a reason people it's like catchy. It, you know these these are catchy songs. They're fun. They're yeah. you know make you make you want to move and whatever and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's definitely stuff though that I, I, there's a head scratcher for me. I'm like, I don't get like why these artists are as popular as they are. Or why? Uh, okay. This, so know? I'm probably going to catch shit over this, but <laughs> Rammstein, I don't yeah, get it. Sure. I just, I just don't get it. You know, I mean, the riffs sound cool and stuff like that, but he could be singing a love song and it still sounds like he's scolding you. <laughs> yeah, you know sure. what I mean? And it's just, I don't get it, but yeah. millions of people love it. You know, I, the only uh, thing, uh, what's, uh, do hush to me. Uh, uh, DJ Cummerbund. Uh, I don't know if you ever follow any of this. No, stuff. no. He's, uh, I don't know, one of my favorite things on the internet. Uh, uh-huh. That he, But he mashes together a lot of these songs. Oh, he, okay. That's all he does is like these goofy compilations. But it's always like uh, some very random kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And the the kicker is he always puts Macho Man Randy Savage in there somewhere. Oh, dude. So there's always like, a, oh, yeah. <laughs> Share uh, one with me. I want to check that out. So there's a, he he did like a, uh, what's it, Wild Cherry, Play That Funky Music, uh-huh. Uh-huh. White Boy uh, with Du Hast. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's like this shouldn't work, but it does. But like it's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how how well it works out. And like uh-huh. there's like stuff like that. Like uh, he did them. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'll, I'll send you one. Yeah, but send me one. I'll check it out. Pretty, uh, they're pretty good though. He's, yeah. he's really good at what he does. I'll uh, check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm with you though. There's especially like that kind of stuff where I can't understand uh-huh. the lyrics anyway. So then it's like really hard for me to like, it could be, like you're saying, it could be saying anything in there. I don't, who yeah. knows? Well, I mean, it's not even so much about understanding what he's saying. It's how he's saying it yeah. for me anyways. You know, because I listen to death metal all the yeah. time and I can't understand what the hell they're saying. Right. You know what I mean? But it sounds cool. Um, but him, it just sounds like I'm being scolded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I did something wrong. Yeah. You know, that, that or I'm getting ready to get raped. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one's going to happen. Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's like the one that gets you, you know, you said you have some of that stuff, black flag and things and on your, play but like do you have a like your go-to uh workout stuff like that uh what gets you pumped up to want to dude i am so so 
uh, it was back before COVID. Uh, Thrice was coming to town, and I'm a huge Thrice fan. And uh, this band, the Bronx, was opening up for them. And I was already, I didn't know it, but I was already following the drummer on Instagram, Joey C. And because uh, Joey C, he fills in, he's the drummer for the Misfits, Black Flag, you know, any of them need him. He did a little stint with uh, uh, Queens of the Stone Age and stuff like that. And I just love him. He's a great straight ahead rock punk drummer. And, uh, and he's a cool dude. And uh, come to find out, he's the drummer for the Bronx. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Let's check it out. And uh, so they opened for Thrice, which was the oddest thing. And as soon as they started playing, man, it was like old, like Southern California, hardcore punk sound to it and vibe and everything. And uh, the singer, Matt, he gets down in the middle, gets down in the, the pit. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> you know, every once in a while, the singer will get down there and he'll go, you know, he'll he'll hang out down there for a minute and then get back up on stage. He stayed down there for three songs, dude, yeah. and ripped that place apart. The whole, even people that didn't even know, like me, I'm standing up screaming at the top of my lungs. Right. I brought a date. She's looking at me like I'm a lunatic, you know, but it, it was amazing. So those guys, man, I'm all about them on my playlist. Uh, especially gym playlist and shit like that. Yeah. And I run a lot. So, um, and they're all up tempo and it's just good, good jams, man. Right. So check them out, the Bronx. Yeah. I'll definitely have to do that because, like, uh, I don't really know anything about them. So, yeah, they're great. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things is, uh, about asking some of these questions is that discovering some new, something new to mm-hmm. deep dive on. Yeah. And it's not all like <clears throat> some of the older stuff is really leans more towards, uh, like a hardcore punk sound, uh, but as they've gotten older and more mature, it's it's you know they kind of did the same thing that like suicidal tendencies did. They branched more, a little more into the hard rock, even a little bit of metal scene. So. Yeah. Uh, well, very cool, man. Yeah, yeah. to check that out. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I got a couple uh, questions I've been going around asking Joe, and I'll get your uh, to, while while we're talking about some of this stuff, and get your take on all these, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's uh, what would be um, uh, a fictional band that you would love to see live? Like, uh, like piece it together? No, no, like uh, you know, from movies or TV or something. Oh. Like, uh, is there a s- certain band that uh, comes to mind? I'm gonna be lame in this, but uh, Stillwater, the band from Almost Famous. Yeah, you know that would be fun. I think they'd be go- a cool hang it's, it's and a, a good a good show. Such a great movie too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything Cameron Crowe, I love. I keep, uh, you know, I've asked a couple of different, obviously a lot of different answers come up, but I was like, like uh, one I don't think we've mentioned yet, I think uh, that uh, I thought about the other day is uh, uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Oh. That, that would be a fun. That would be a fun. <laughs> we eat some pizza yeah. while we watch them jam, right. the Muppets. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, but the, I've been watching um, Holy Moly. I don't know if you ever catch that show. Uh-uh. Uh, it's Honestly, one of the best shows on TV. Uh, what? L- low key. I don't. I don't think anybody. Uh, I don't. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it is uh, hilarious. Uh, okay. And it's uh, it's it's dumb. It's, it's you know. It's, okay. It's, I'm it's, all, it's, it's uh. You're talking to a. It's always sunny <laughs> yeah. in Philadelphia. Well, this, so right? holy moly! It's a it's a game show. It's kind of uh-huh. essentially it's a putt putt golf. Uh, okay. It's hosted by uh, Rob Riggle. Uh, oh, okay. So he's just like yeah. I like him cracking jokes the whole time. Uh huh. I like him, uh, but the, he commentates over it like a, you know, like real golf kind of thing. And then like, um, then uh, 
there's uh so that's basically it. it's just like this and it's sort of like a mashup of like a putt-putt golf and like wipeout like uh, okay there's yeah. like a yeah so love like, those shows yeah so like they have to like do something to get to the other side of the course and if, uh-huh. if they fall in the water then they lose a stroke and uh-huh. thing like that so uh it's uh so anyway highly entertaining makes me laugh uh-huh. where's that what's that on it's on abc on sundays i think or oh, something okay. like that so but, network dude. yeah but yeah, okay. uh rob rickle uh host and or you know with another guy joe and um but for whatever reason this season i guess uh since they're on abc and things like mm-hmm. they have the muppets like so like every oh, okay. ep- every episode's had like the muppets like in little you know skits kind uh-huh. of cut away things with them and stuff so uh-huh. i'll check that, it out that's where that idea kind of came like i was like oh yeah <laughs> right. you know it was like there was something with animal uh earlier and like uh-huh. in one of the episodes and they like rob was talking to him about like trying to get ideas and they you know of course like it was like the anim- animal and like Swedish chef and mm-hmm. like, and he does in the chicken. And like, so like he was like, they were talking, it was like, blah, 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 you know, just making noises. Uh-huh. And he's like, why, what was that? I don't understand you guys, you know, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, uh, yeah. This would be like just mindless entertainment. That's, I do. That's wipe the, out. Yeah. I, I can put on wipe out and just laugh my ass right. off forever. So I just thought of another band though. Okay. Uh, touch me. I'm Dick. From singles. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Ma- I don't yeah. Know if I knew it, it was, you know, the movie Singles? I don't think so. Come on. Uh, Another Cameron Crow. It was about the the grunge scene. Pearl Jam was in it. Really? Uh, yeah, the soundtrack's amazing. Huh. But uh, uh, Pearl Jam is like the backing band, and Matt Dillon's the singer. Okay. And his band is Touch Me, I'm Dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there, it's fun. Great band name. Yeah, great band. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look that one up. I don't think I, I don't think I know that movie. I can't. But I, come on. I, well, I've told you, like, I have a real hard time. Some like there's there's all sorts of movies that I've missed the because like I for a long time it was just like I only watched like comedy movies. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like I watched um like Goodfellas like <laughs> way after everybody, you know, like right. man, that, that kind of thing. Like you kept hearing people talk about, oh, you got to see this movie, and I'm like. Uh, you know that those, those yeah, kind of things right. and i'm like nah, i don't know is chris farley in it uh, you know now watch it like <laughs> right. you know that kind of thing so right i just was stuck in that where i yeah. like i like what i like and i watch i watch uh-huh. all these co- check out singles yeah you get a chance the soundtracks top shelf yeah all right i'll uh but i got definitely uh now more as an an adult there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff i've you know been finding more of appreciation for and stuff so yeah <clears throat> um but anyway, uh, all right, day comes along. You got your uh, Divide the Empire action figures. Uh-huh. Uh, what would you like to see uh, your accessories to be with your, your action figure? Oh. <laughs> uh, I got to keep this safe for work. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Man, that's a good one. Uh. And you're just talking mine, not the rest of the band. Well, you can answer for those guys if you want. If you got, I'll answer if, for those guys. Yeah, right. If, if you got, <laughs> if you got some ideas for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Randy's superpower would be to stay on topic and stay focused for a while. He's got a little bit of an AD, ADHD thing going on. We, we tease him about that. Uh, man, I don't know. That's a good one. Uh, Dude, I don't know. You yeah. stumped me. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Keith's superpower would be to show up to practice. <laughs> um, 
You, I mean, like, uh, do you have any like a detachable arms or something like that? Sure. Like? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes people just go generic with like, you know, guitar or what kind of thing. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know if like, if there was any certain, uh, accessories that you think when you think of those guys or you think of yourself, like what, what would be, uh, defining things? Oh, my, my accessory would definitely be toilet paper. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> and some, some wipes, uh, for me. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I went to Sam's the other day and the guy, some guy, I mean, you know, who knows what he was buying it for, but he had two giant things of toilet paper and all I can, that's all I can think of. Like when that guy's, you know, must be doing a lot of pooping and like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, but I just, uh, I just, that's where my, I mean, he could be just buying it for uh-huh. some, some event and some, yeah. you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, some, uh, but. Well, definitely my superpower is, uh, Stinking up the rehearsal space. I usually run them out of there. Yeah. It's a gift. So it's a curse at the same time. So your action figure might be like scratch and sniff or something. Or like <laughs> yes. <that>. Yes. <laughs> That's my superhero. Now. <laughs> scratch and sniff. <laughs> oh, you got yeah. me with that one. That was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, all right. What? Uh, let's see. Is there a. Uh, uh, dream duet or collaboration you would like to to see for yourself or the band? Is there a certain uh, somebody come to mind that you want to work with? Um, nobody specific, but there's always been something that I've wanted us to do as a band is to have not necessarily a duet, maybe a duet, but uh, and we and Randy's been open to it, but we've just never found the right voice. But I've always wanted to have a female sing with Randy, sing a song with Randy, you know, whether that be backing vocals or something like that. I just think his voice lends well to that. And, uh, I think, uh, I think it, we could really do something kick ass with that. Yeah. Um, as far as me personally, I mean, there's, uh, I just like to do a strip down. It, it wouldn't even matter who it would be St. Louis people. I've talked to Randy about doing it a few times, but, uh, just do like a stripped down, not, not necessarily country record, but just a stripped down, honest acoustic record, just a guy in a, in a microphone or a girl in a microphone and maybe a few other people playing some low key stuff. But, uh, that's a dream for me. So yeah, maybe when divide slows down a little bit, that's something I've always wanted to produce. So maybe that's something I'll jump into. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, that's something I'm very passionate about. Also, that's like some of my favorite stuff, just, uh, songwriters and guitars and, yeah. and, uh, and, but yeah, I'm hoping to, I feel like I'm getting, you know, I've been getting a lot of on site, practice with you know trying to record all these bands and getting mm-hmm. trying to push myself to get better all the time and um you know still got a long way to go but that's my goal is like maybe someday and get into actually producing uh some some artists or do, doing something mm-hmm. like that and actually being more hands-on in the process mm-hmm. and so yeah it'd be uh it'd be fun to be part of something like that yeah uh everybody seems now and this is just just my opinion and you know everything has its place uh <clears throat> but uh, everything is so overproduced now. And the only stuff that's really hit my... That's why I'm listening to the stuff I'm listening to. And this is just m- my opinion. But, uh, uh, you know, there's nothing in the metal and uh, hard rock scene that's really grabbing me. Because everything's so overproduced. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
there's there's like we talked earlier, there's an honesty in a guy and a guitar or, uh, you know, even just something stripped down or people you know, in this world, even people just really playing in the studio as opposed to playing a riff three times and then they'll copy and paste it in, you know, and fill stuff in much less people actually playing on stage, you know, without backing tracks and stuff right. like that. That's rare these days. So when I hear that or see that, man, that's, that grabs me. So I, I think that's why I gravitate right now. I'm gravitating towards the singer songwriter stuff, you know, yeah. it's an honesty in it. Uh, what, uh, I, I didn't, uh, forgot to ask about it, uh, but was, uh, the clearing also, uh, Record it. You guys go back to Firebrand to do that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's our home. That's. I mean, <laughs> we'll record everything there. You know, yeah. Brian. Uh, we were laughing uh, when we were in there doing the mix or get doing post right before this. Uh, we sent it off for mix or had him do the mix. Uh, is that he's basically the sixth member. You know what I mean? He has freedom to say, "Hey, let's do this." He's not our producer. We produce our own stuff, but uh, he knows us so well we've spent so much time in there you know and he he can almost do it before we do it <laughs> you know what i mean and uh so he uh yeah we're back there we everything's done there and we've moved to we had a lot of people master there's only been one of our songs that uh that he hasn't uh you know as far as the three winners collection uh there's only been one song that he didn't do uh which was prescriptions which uh Bo Hill, uh, he mixed, mastered, and kind of engineered that one. But then again, we recorded it Firebrand, and Brian tracked it for us. He recorded it, and then we sent it off to Bo Hill. You know, obviously, you know, multi platinum producer and stuff like that. And he he put that one together for us and mastered it and sent it back. But uh, <clears throat> we moved away from sending stuff out to get mastered elsewhere, and we just we've just been letting Brian do it, and everything's coming across. You know, just as industry standard as anything sure. else, you know, so. Yeah, I do think, um, you know, it would, it would be interesting just to just to see, like you said, you tried with uh, one song and like, but just to try with some other, you know, different people too, just to see what happens. But, uh, you know, how to challenge yourself to maybe try something, uh, mix it up too. But mm -hmm. uh, like, I don't know, I just think when I think about like, uh, you know the the duet and collaboration and question and stuff like i think like it would be you know interesting to work with guys like a rick rubin or you oh, know, yeah. or something whatever you know these some of these legends in the business and like yeah. and just get their ideas of what they how they hear and what you know mm -hmm. some, something you may have never thought of at all and like you know like oh mm -hmm. man i'm like i would have never guessed that but you're right that mm -hmm. works and like you know that kind of thing so yeah we <clears throat> i think it was before we started putting together the songs for volume three uh, or the ideas we investigated maybe going out and having somebody else do stuff for us. And we, we sent some stuff to some people and said, you know, what would you do with this? You know? And uh, uh, they sent us back and yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had great ideas and a lot of them really wanted to cut stuff up and move it around and do this and do this. And it's like, no, we got a song written. <laughs> we just need somebody to record it. You know, we didn't need a producer right. and, and to that. But like you're saying, sometimes those greatest moments, if if Rick Rubin wouldn't have said, you know, told Johnny Cash to try these songs, sure. I mean, we wouldn't have those songs today the way that they are. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all 
everybody's got their own thing, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, their personal preferences. I'm not saying what you guys are do- doing is in, you know, wrong in any way, but yeah, I just think it would be, it's always interesting to collaborate and then mm-hmm. get some fresh eyes on something and, yeah. and see what, you know, people might push you in something, some new direction and things. So. Yeah, well, that's prescription. So I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story or not, but uh, so <clears throat> we put Carnival Ride out with the video and uh, I get this phone call or, or actually I got an email first. I'm sorry. I got an email and it said, this is Bo Hill, uh, multi-platinum producer, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I saw your video Carnival Ride and I'm, I'm interested in doing a song with you guys. I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever. So first of all, I had to go look up who Bo Hill was and come to find out, you know, he was a producer for the first three Rat records, Fiona, Bob Dylan, you know, the list goes on Bad Brains. He's worked with tons of people that I love. And uh, I'm like, holy crap. Okay. If this is real, this is weird, you know? And uh, it gave a number. And uh, so I talked to the guys and they're like, yeah, go ahead. I think it hurt. Just make the phone call. Well, I went and listened to a few of his interviews, so I know what, he's got a distinct voice, and I know what his voice sounded like. <laughs> so I called, and uh, hello, this is Bill Hill, you know, and it was him. And I'm like, okay, and he was just banging around his kitchen, you know what I mean? And uh, talked to me, and he knew immediately. He's like, yeah, I really love Randy's voice, and like this, and so we're excited, you know. And it was within our budget to work with him, and uh, so he says, do you have any ideas laying around? And I'm like well, yeah, we got this one, prescriptions, and uh, like we can send you that and see what you think. He goes, okay, send it over. So sent it over, and he loved it. He said, I'd love to work on it. Uh, and it was just a demo. <clears throat> so we got. he said, get with Brian, you know, get with your guy, and uh, get it tracked, and then have him, you know, get with me. So we track it, and we're excited, and we're stoked. We're going to work with this producer, and it's going to be great, and all this stuff. And uh, uh, Brian sends it over to him, and... Uh, Bo Hill sends me a message says, okay, I'm going to get started on it. So uh, give me a few days and I'll start sending you some roughs and stuff like that. Perfect. So he sends some roughs and we're liking what he's doing and everything. And then he goes, okay, well, if you guys like it, I'm going to go ahead and lock it down. I got a few little tweaks I'm going to do to it. Well, he did some big tweaks <laughs> to it. And uh, then he sent it back and I, I loved it. It sounded great. And so I sent it out to everybody and we have a rule in the band that if if you're the one that makes contact with whoever, whether it's a promoter, a booking agent, or whatever, you're the one that stays in contact. You know, you're the one that communicates with that person. So I'm the one communicating with Bo Hill and uh, send it out. And immediately Randy comes back and goes, I hate it. Uh. I'm like, uh, 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 what do you hate? It? I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Tell him I don't like it. So I'm like, I've got to call Bo freaking Hill and tell him we don't like what he did with our song, you know, a measly us. And uh, so I call, I'm like, oh my God. And I'm pacing around and I'm like, all right, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call this dude. So I called him and uh, I said, hey, Bo. And he's like, well, what'd they think? And I'm like, yeah, uh, don't like it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. What didn't you like about it? And then his demeanor just completely changed. And, uh, uh, he was a little cold after that, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, we didn't dig this, 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 and this. And, uh, he's like, okay, well, you get one edit and, uh, if that's what they edit you want. So he actually went back to a previous version and sent it mastered and sent us that. And, uh, I get it. It's, 
I get it and I haven't even opened it yet. And Randy calls and goes, you know what? I changed my mind. I really kind of dig it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill you, dude. I'm going to kill you. So the one we put out was not their, you know, the official Bow Hill one, the way he wanted it. But, uh, but yeah, that was my experience with my collaboration working with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting to. I don't know. I like a lot of that. Like, I like those, those kind of stories, and I like, but I like hearing, like, um, you know, B sides and whatever, mm-hmm. different alternate takes on songs mm-hmm. and like all those kind of. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be friends with a lot of different bands and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hear some of those demos and different re- version, original ideas of what songs were, whether the idea of what they were going for compared to what is, is what we know of the song. Stuff. Right. So, like, it's interesting to kind of be involved in that process and, and, uh, hearing those alternate versions of songs. And yeah, Randy and I laugh because we end up going back and listen. Like if you look on my playlist to a lot of divide the empire songs, I'm listening to the demos because we fall in love with those. We listen to those thousands and thousands and thousands of times and all their little, in, you know, imperfections and stuff. And we fall in love with those. And then what, by the time the song is done and ready for, you know, distribution, it's eh. we're we're sick of hearing the song <laughs> sure. to begin with, yeah. you know, and then that we get this version that isn't the one that we've grown to love, you know. And uh, Randy's the same way, you know. Yeah. He and I both listen to a lot of demos more than we do anything. Yeah, it's a it's a funny business, you know. It's like mm-hmm. the fact that like yeah, you, again, I think it's what's been the theme of this whole show is like it, there isn't the the honesty is in that original demo, yeah, and then you guys have tweaked it so much to you kind of sometimes that whatever it was that made that special kind of gets lost in in the different translation you know so yeah, it loses just a little bit right. of the magic yeah but uh, so yeah i think uh there's something to be said about i mean that's like kind of the beauty of uh going in and just cutting it live you know like with mm-hmm. the band instead of tracking diff- all the different stuff and all that you know mm-hmm. just like you know, there's certain raw energy that's created on that in a room like that with a band. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's the the fun of music. I think I and compared to a live show, com- compared to you know album recordings and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that's all you're doing is trying to do your best job at capturing that moment for yeah. into and lightning like, in a bottle, as yeah, they say. Right. So, yep. um, but yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, uh, this will be the start. Uh, much more uh, divide the empire tunes coming and uh, for sure and uh, so again uh, keep an eye out uh, for the clearing on the coming really soon mm-hmm. and uh, be sure to pick up some tickets to see divide the empire live at mm-hmm. diamond music hall on june 18th and hopefully that'll be the start of some more shows for you guys mm-hmm. too and all these mm-hmm. things so we're, we're just getting uh, getting warmed up again um, but but yeah, man, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make, I'm gonna force you to do some more Crusher Cast, uh, whether you like it or not. So yes, sir, <laughs> so, yes, sir. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you doing this day, buddy. That's yeah. been a lot of fun. I love getting. you so much, man. And it's uh, I'll jump at any chance I can to sit down with you and chat, man. I just love doing it. Yeah, well, I love you, man. Uh, thanks uh, for hanging out with me today, and uh, always uh, fun to catch up and and uh, shoot the shit a little bit. So right, let's do it again, yeah, sir. I would like that. All right. Thanks, Joe. Bye, everybody. Bye.